All right, today I'm speaking with my guest, Doug Lucas. Doug heads up the Guide Right College Planning Cohort Program. He leads a group of men who are working with high schoolers in the Atlanta area to help them and their parents prepare for college. That preparation has actually dual goals of identifying the right academic institutions for those students based on their passions and desire academically, as well as finding the funding to significantly reduce or even eliminate the accumulation of loan debt or out-of-pocket payment for college. The reason I thought this was an important topic uh, to cover and to talk with Doug about today is because, as most of you know, the president uh, in his campaign promises promised to forgive up to $10,000 in student loan debt. However, when people are looking at this in academia and people who are in the know, they've tried to encourage him to cancel all federal student loan debt because of the burden that it has placed on so many recent college grads. In an article that I was looking at earlier, student loan debt is costing recent grads much more than money. In fact, the median student loan debt for African-Americans is about $30,000 versus about $23,000 for whites. Uh, Research shows that the burden of this debt causes poor mental health, poor physical health, and less overall satisfaction with life. And it causes borrowers to delay marriage, postpone renting or buying from their own homes and putting off starting new businesses. So student loan is blocking the American dream. And the idea that success is possible in the US is really being impacted by students who have gone to college looking for the dream, but have come All right, today I'm speaking with my guest, Doug Lucas. Doug heads up the Guide Right College Planning Cohort Program He leads a group of men who are working with high schoolers in the Atlanta area to help them and their parents prepare for college. That preparation has actually dual goals of identifying the right academic institutions for those students based on their passions and desire academically, as well as finding the funding to significantly reduce or even eliminate the accumulation of loan debt or out-of-pocket payment for college. The reason I thought this was an important topic uh, to cover and to talk with Doug about today is because, as most of you know, the president uh, in his campaign promises promised to forgive up to $10,000 in student loan debt. However, when people are looking at this in academia and people who are in the know, they've tried to encourage him to cancel all federal student loan debt because of the burden that it has placed on so many recent college grads. In an article that I was looking at earlier, student loan debt is costing recent grads much more than money. In fact, the median student loan debt for African-Americans is about $30,000. Uh, versus about $23,000 for whites. Uh, Research shows that the burden of this debt causes poor mental health, poor physical health, 
and less overall satisfaction with life. And it causes borrowers to delay marriage, postpone renting or buying from the, their own homes and putting off starting new businesses. So student loan is blocking the American dream. And the idea that success is possible in the U.S. is really being impacted by students who have gone to college looking for the dream, but have come away with a nightmare of debt. So I wanted to talk with Doug today about a program he's involved with to help students get the right leg up as they prepare for college. So at this point, let me just welcome you to the Hope Fellowship podcast today, Doug. Thank you, Brother Glenn. And just wanted to, we'll go through this interview, but I wanted to give you a time. You've got, you've got a compelling story that actually brought you to this. And I've worked with you in this program, and I've seen the passion that you have for it, the passion to make sure that these young men and their families who are engaged in the program really uh, make the most of it and get the most out of their college education. So let me maybe just start with you talking about what this college planning program is, if you could explain it and give us some background as to what it is, and then maybe talk a little bit about how you came to this, what in your background, what in your history brought you to want to do this for young men in the Atlanta area. But really, you know, sure, sure. The uh, Alpharetta Smyrna Alumni um, Guide Right Capital League uh, College Planning Cohort Program really is a program to provide parents and students with education about the college planning process. In many cases, our community doesn't realize it is a process. Uh, We show up to the table at the end of the game and that we find that, you know, the cost of college, the entry into college is way more than we interpreted, uh, you know, in, uh, interpreted to be. And now, you know, it's, it's more of a challenge to kind of manage that. So what we try to do with the cohort program is to help students and parents get ahead of the game, to understand what are the parameters, what's the information, what's the process so that by the time they say start at ninth grade and go through each year and they reach the senior year, by the time they reach their senior year, they're competitive and they're competitive in many ways so they can compete for the best college, the best scholarship opportunities, uh, and just the best opportunities in general. So that's kind of the goal of the program. We've been involved with the program at uh, at uh, God Wright, um, Alpharetta Smyrna for three years now. And each year we see progress, uh, okay. but it's, it's taken a lot of work. Okay. And, and when you talk about planning for college, and I'll also note that you made mention of the fact that you're dealing with ninth graders through 12th graders, which I think is important because many people just think of thinking about college maybe in the 11th grade or in some cases, not even until the 12th grade, but you start with young men at the ninth grade level to to really begin them focusing. So the planning part of that, can you just talk a little bit more in terms of the planning that a parent and child would go through in this program? Uh, Sure, sure. Well, when we start in the ninth grade, that gives us hope. 
but really, you know, with my, my daughters and what I say is you really start around the sixth grade or elementary school because you're putting that seed in their minds as to a college is an opportunity, but you have to work for it. And there are some things you have to do to get there. Now, when students start in our ninth grade program, what we start to look at is, you know, helping parents and students because it's, it's a team sport. It's yeah. not just a scenario where you just drop your student off and put all the, the burden and uh, responsibility of college planning on them. That's the wrong way to go about it. Yeah. Uh, so what we do is try to first start, what's the student's interest? What's the okay. student's gift? What do they have a passion? In many cases, the students uh, are in 11th and 12th grade and haven't even discovered that. Yeah. So it's critical to uh, understand what their passion, interests, and gifts are in ninth grade. And then what we do is start to build on that. Um, what we've done to help uh, make that happen is we've partnered with the College Planning Cohort Program okay. run by Michael and Nina Wynn. Okay. And they have a very structured online system and supported by monthly presentations that talk about college planning and each student gets to work on their narrative as to who they are, what they learn monthly about the materials being studied. And then we have a group discussion, parents, Michael and Nina Wen, and our coaches, along with other coaches around the country as to the subject matter. And so if you take a nine month program and you do that for nine months, and every month is accumulating, and every time, every month, the student and parent is building a part of their college plan. Okay. You take that through a four-year process. Now you got something that eventually is shaping that student's profile at the end of the day. Every student has a profile, whether they know it or not. Okay. And so what we try to do is to improve on what that profile looks like by the time they're in their senior year so they can compete for the best opportunities possible, whether that's um, scholarships, whether that's uh, particular colleges they have an interest in, and, and so forth. Yeah, and so I've noted that the profile is built looking at not only their academic performance and, and getting that as good as it can be, but also looking at extracurricular activities community service, things of that nature to build a well-rounded profile of a student that when they go to these various admissions groups that they are able to present a 360 degree picture that makes them very competitive with some of the top students around the country. Well so said, well said. I, I, I think, uh, so that's a part of the plan. And taking those gifts that the student has and their interests and their passions really begins to help them focus on schools that can address and programs that can address those passions from what I've been able to see. And then the other part of that plan has to be how you pay for it. And so positioning those students with the, the, the right essays and the right uh, responses to to college keys that involve their writing. Throughout this program, we have those students doing a lot of writing as well to help exactly. build that profile. Exactly. Uh, you know, writing, presentations, um, being able to uh, think on their feet and, and take charge of a conversation. 
all those things are important. Uh, but the biggest thing there is self-confidence about where they are and where they're going. And if they understand that, they can tell a complete story. Yeah. Now, uh, one other thing that I've noted in the time I've worked with you in this program is that there are colleges that are brought into these monthly presentations to speak about their processes and what they look for in students. I think that really is important because some students never even work with or speak to admissions counselors. So they have no idea when they've applied to the schools, what those schools are looking for. So have you found that to be helpful in, in uh, those monthly presentations and, and programs that uh, the WINS put on? Absolutely. Absolutely. Every exposure you can get to an admissions officer or any individuals on the campus that you have an interest in is, is a good opportunity because a couple of things. One, it exposes you to the process of understanding the facts about that institution. What does it cost to be there? What are the uh, grade point averages required? What kind of profile and personality of a student are they looking for? Because every institution has a different profile of a student that they uh, have an interest in. And, and if you don't match, you might be trying to target a school or university that, that might not interest you. Yeah. So um, the, the college exposure with the admissions folks is, is, is definitely a plus. Any college tour can, is, is, is awesome as well. With the pandemic that we have right now, it's been interesting because a lot of that's being done virtually. Yes. So it's not that you don't do it, you find a different way to do it because it's important. If you're gonna spend four years of your life at an institution, you better make sure it's the one that's a perfect relationship and a perfect fit for you. Yes, yes. I wanted to um, just have you talk a little bit because I think I've talked with you about this, but your story of how you got to this point and uh, began even planning your daughters college education. You have three daughters. I've known you for a while, but I think that's an interesting story because I think that is the aha moment that I think many parents need to get to with regard to their kids. You mentioned it briefly, but I'd like you to talk a little bit more about the process of what you went through with your daughters. Sure. Uh, Yes. And that really was the start of this entire effort. My wife, Cynthia, and I, we have three daughters. And at the time, they were in the elementary stage. And we were looking at the reality of, you know, at some point, they're probably going to want to go to college. And when that reality hit, then the question became, how are we going to afford that? (laughs) It's one thing to talk about it. And another thing to actually you know, put a, process, a plan and, pro- and process to make it happen. And so yes. with our daughters, really what we did is exactly what we talked about. First, we worked with each one of them to understand who were they? What were their separate gifts, understanding interests and, and passions? One had an interest in uh, animal science. The other one liked communication and, and media. And the other one liked video games. <laughs> and so, so what we ended up doing is building on that. So once you understand the, the, where their interests are, then, then it's you know, building on it. So for the one who was having an interest in the video games, 
we, we enrolled her quickly into a video game development camp at the okay. University of Georgia. I uh, had an you know, inexpensive program. You just had to get there. And she went through that and found out that that was a perfect match for her. And it was just you know great. Um, in their high school, they had a program called Olymp uh, Science Olympiad. Yeah. yeah, that really competed in STEM programs, and your kid could basically find all kinds of areas to compete in, in the area of science. So we enrolled all three of them in that. And so over okay. time, over time, they all developed. They all competed. They all did very well. But then simultaneously, what we looked at is okay, if we're talking about college, what is the cost of college? And yeah. when we really looked at that. In the particular uh, schools that they might consider, my wife and I were actually shocked at the fact that the college cost has definitely increased to the point where now, you know, parents and students are taking on, you know, hundreds and thousands of, of dollars in, in debt. That's, and that's generational. So for us, we, we worked our own plan. First of all, working on our kids to make sure that their resume or profile was centered on their interests, yeah. making sure that their grades, I had a talk. And, and again, when I said as a team sport, my wife and I had a talk with my daughters at different stages of their life and said, listen, if you want to go to college, you're going to have to compete and you're going to have to win scholarships. Yeah. So when you go to school, it's not important. It's, a, it's important for you to understand every A B, C, or grade that you get reflects what kind of colleges you might have an opportunity for. The yeah. more A's you have, the more opportunity for college scholarships. The more C's you have, the less opportunities. And, and I think when you do that, however you do that, you, you create a way where it's a family affair now. Everybody has skin in the game. Everybody knows why we might have to work a little harder. So when we ask you about you know, leadership programs or service programs to get involved with. Or when we ask you about, you know, are you studying correctly? Are you putting the time in this one because your grades are going backwards? You know, and the student understands why we're asking that. And I say that because that parent and student involvement and teamwork is so important. Yes. Now, when you look at students and what they're up against, number one, they got to keep their grades up. Number two, if they're involved in any extracurricular activity, that's more time. Number three, if they have work schedules. And number four, if they have chores. Of Are in different walks of life to give them snippets of things that they can see, because if you can see it, you can be it, right? right. And so. That was, that was a big part of it, but I, I think you saw a gap between that and how do we now help bridge these young men to actually pursue and go in those directions that they have their passion. So go ahead and talk about that. Absolutely. And what, what I saw is that with all the career planning and all the exposure on how to individuals, the path to take your student, develop them in the ways they need to be developed in a certain subject matter over time so that by the time they became a senior, they were competitive. So instead of rewriting the book, they already had the book. And so we enrolled in their program those exams and used their methods as in addition to what we had going on. And at the end of the day, if I ask, you know, make a long story short, my, my oldest, like I did, she 
got for for building their profile. Yeah. They didn't even know they had to be competitive. Who's the communications and um, uh, media uh, uh, person. She got a full scholarship at Ohio University. And my uh, youngest daughter, she uh, is the animal science veterinarian interest. And she got accepted into North Carolina A&T's animal science program and was able to get a full scholarship there as well. So, and and just African-American students in general made me uh, as competitive as we can be. The program of cohort, in addition to this whole idea about college planning, is within the Guide Right program. We do very well in helping our students learn about life skills. Yes. Exposing them to all kinds of careers. Guide Right program, we put in place a SAT, ACT program that happens annually. That makes sure that none of our students go through an academic year without taking that. Who have jobs and are in different walks of life. Exam. Secondly, they go through a nine-month program in terms of college planning, which basically is helping them pick the right classes, pick the right programs, clubs, leadership, service activities on an annual basis so that each year they should be looking at, okay, my profile was this before I started. Absolutely. And what, what I saw is that with all the career planning and all the exposure and creating the vision for individuals, the path to getting there wasn't there. Yeah. So when I say that, uh, when our seniors became seniors, what I found is that the SAT scores were just not competitive at all. Yeah. And not because they couldn't be, it's just because they didn't have a plan for t- and then we have coaches, those exams, ACT and SAT. The other part of that was they didn't have a, a plan from ninth grade all the way through 12th grade, like I did with my daughters, for, for building their profile. Yeah. They didn't even know they had to be competitive, uh, a good opportunity going forward. Yeah. So when we think about preparations that go on on the athletic fields and courts, coaches working to build up kids and to give them the skills they need to be able to compete. They're able to go out and compete for athletic scholarships. It's the same mentality for these academic scholarships and choosing the right colleges. And, and just after America. I wanted just to talk a little bit about the success. As competitive as we can be for those scholarship opportunities. And yes. it's simply because they don't have the information organized in a process and a methodology so that we can compete. So yeah. now we have that in place. Uh, we have a, with the- Maybe relaxed. Godrite program, we put in place a SAT, AC. And so getting the kids prepared, not only with their schoolwork, but for the testing that comes with going after and being able to compete, I think is important. So if you could just talk a little bit about some- Exam. Second, you've seen with the program in terms of helping to prepare the students and their parents. Well, you know, I think uh, what it has done, classes, number one, it, ex- it has let the parent and the student realize that the SAT and the ACT is a strategy and a process. Yes. That's number one. Number two, we've educated our students and parents that all SAT and ACT prep programs are not the same. So 
For a program to have a good effect, number one, the student has to be engaged. Uh, That motivation has to be there. But number two, uh, the thought is that program has to be at least a um, a good six to eight week rigorous program on helping that student. And then we have coaches that are dedicated. We've seen more uh, success that way. For example, we had a ninth grader who went through this year, we had a 10 week program and he went through the 10 week program and on his first SAT exam, uh, a good opportunity going forward. Yeah, so when we think about preparations that go on on the athletic fields and courts, coaches working to build up kids and to give them the skills they need to be able to compete, they're able to go out and compete for athletic scholarships it's the same mentality for these academic scholarships and choosing the right colleges as well. So I wanted just to talk a little bit about the successes that you see and have seen in the program. Number one, the, this component about the ACT and SAT preparation, I, I think that's an extremely important uh, aspect. Some of the schools this past COVID year have maybe relaxed some of the things around that, but we know that that's only temporary. And so getting the kids at the top schools that they're interested in. Uh, You've got students, you've got about 20, 25 students in your program this year. If you would maybe talk, you see where you see the program going in the future. Well, you know, I think uh, what it has done on a couple of levels, one, it's, it has let the parent and to make it even better. You say you've been going three years and it's been getting better. What, what are some of the things that are kind of on the horizon to make it even better than it is now? So now educated uh, students and parents that all SAT and they blessed to have more coaches involved with our program. And then we even have individual good effect. Number one, the student has to be in consultants because we look at as the, the structure of how we go to market and how do we bring our program? How can we improve a good six to eight week rigorous has program on helping that student engage? And when you try and improve, we've seen more uh, success that way. For example, we had a ninth grader who went through this year, we had a 10 week program and he went through the 10 week program and on his first SAT exam, he's, he scored a 1200. Wow. That, that's, that's pretty significant. Yes. Uh, that's pretty significant. So you take a student like that who scores a 1200 on his first exam and you, you expose him to that exam another three years now we're looking at, depending on his college he's interested in, the, the scholarship opportunities he's looking for, now we got a chance to really raise that score and get him in the zone so he can compete. And so one of the things we're looking at is when we look at the gifts, the talents, and interests, and the cost of college, you know, should we be looking at other paths that might end up, get that student in the, in the in the area they want to be with the right certifications without incurring all the cost. Yeah. So that might be a vocational direction, vocational program. That could be the military. That could be many different paths. So students, you've got about 20, 25 students in your program this year. If you would maybe talk about 
where you see the program going in the future, in the next year or so? Are you looking to expand that? What kinds of things are you looking at doing in the program to make it even better? You say you've been going three years and it's been getting a vocational school and, and get certifications in programming. And, and so now we're, we're each year we improve the program. This year we've been blessed. The college certification is just not required. And so it depends on what you want. Individuals on our team that are act as consultants because we look at it as a degree in any you know certification market and how they're more in demand for that. Yes. If you want it as an entrepreneurial scenario where you have has it's been very you know helpful in the sense that when you're trying to improve a program to make sure it's effective, sometimes you're engaged in the program and not strategically looking at the program. That didn't require him to get a college degree. Um, So so what we're trying to do is how do we make sure that our students have the best opportunity with the right path to get that success? Excellent. Excellent. Well, as we're kind of coming a little bit to a close here, I wanted to give you an opportunity to maybe talk to some parents who might be listening to this podcast or other persons interested in helping high schoolers look at college, look at their careers, look at their life goals. If you could just maybe. And so one of the things we're looking at is when we look at the gifts, the talents and interests and the cost of college, you know, should we be young men? in our program and it's a male mentoring program so there might be others out there that are working with young girls or not in the atlanta area but what kinds of things would you give advice to them about this process i would say that could be the military that could be many different paths so uh, our job is to make sure whatever that path is that we provide the best exposure with the best information i work with But I think, you know, number one, we have to recognize that this college, if college is an interest, this college process is real. It has financial implications, a vocational school and and get certifications in programming and and end up with, and it has to be a team sport, uh, meaning the parents, and the college certification, it's just not required. And so it depends on what you want to do, what what area, if you go into academia, the more engagement with our degree and any you know certifications like that, they, they're more in demand for that. Yes. If you go into an entrepreneurial scenario where you have what they really have an interest in, unless you sit down and talk to them about that or observe yes. just observation. What do they tend to gravitate, you know, toward? Get an understanding of that. That didn't require him to get a college degree. Um, yes. So, so what we're trying to do is how do we make sure that our students have the best opportunity to, with the right path to get that success? Excellent, excellent. Extracurricular activity. Kind of coming a little bit to a close here. I wanted to give you scholarships that you can even to some parents who might be listening so you got to really take a little time and plan and in your look at college look at their careers look at the, their life goals if you could just maybe give some advice what advice would you give to those individuals 
we're trying to work with young people to get to that point because we're working with young men in our program and it's a male mentoring program so there might be others out there that are working with young girls or you know deliberately you know helping them decide what programs what things they should be involved in and again here's the end I would say in case, uh, it's interesting you say that because I have three daughters. You're building a profile. Your son or daughter has a profile, whether you know it or not. And you can even make it simpler. They have a resume I work with. But I think, you know, number one, we have to recognize that this college, if college is an interest, this college process is real. It has financial implications. It has career implications. And so it has to be looked at in a serious manner. And it has to be a team sport, uh, meaning the parents and the uh, son. That will be a good guide as to where you are and, and how to keep it real between each other. If you, you're saying, well, you know, my kid, more engagement with our kids. They're in the ninth grade, but they're not involved with the engineering club. They're not involved in any science. They're not taking any rigor, what they really have, or not even have to be in school. They're not taking any tutoring programs or math programs in the area of, uh, of those, you know, things that are required for engineering. Then the question is, are they, are you really helping them yes. build a strong resume for engineering? Right. Um, right. And, and I think if you do that across any field they have an interest in to, to get involved in terms of college planning, uh, in terms of extracurricular activities or club activities, their internships, scholarships that you can even apply for while you're in high school. So you got to really take a little time and plan gets a full scholarship at North Carolina A&T for engineering. And they will tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. And then in ninth grade, what you should be doing, once they tell you that, is start building towards it. As we wrap up, I wanted to just take a moment and for those who might be listening, give them the website address of the college planning program that is being used. You know, deliberately, you know, helping them decide what program. Guy Wright Kappa League program. They're actually going through registration right now here in the last week of April, beginning of May. You're building a profile. Your son or daughter has a profile, whether you know it or not. And you can even make it simpler. They have a resume. And what's on that resume? Every year you have to look at what's on that resume and is that resume by the time they become a senior. And you can certainly uh, read more about the program that we're using, but as you said, Doug, it's not absolutely necessary that you engage in a program like this. Uh, there are things you can do on your own to try and get your student and yourself. That will be a good guide as to where you are and, and how to keep it real. Say thank you for being with me this, this evening. They're in the ninth grade. And just thank you for the work that you're doing. You're doing God's work with this program. Uh, man, because I know the amount of time or not even have to be in school. They're not taking any tutoring programs or math programs in the area of uh, of those, you know, things that are required for engineering and going after the a college experience. So let me just say thank you for being here.
but thank you for the work that you're doing for our young men. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. Just having the opportunity, uh, like you said, we're doing God's work, and I truly believe that. And you, we have an obligation to give back, it, and it's not just for me to have success with my three daughters and have my, my wife and I see we have a, you know, a process. What really matters is that we give that back, gets a full scholarship at North Carolina A&T for engineering. And they will tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. And then in life, my goal is being reached. And that is to give back and give back in a big As we wrap up, thank you so much. And you take care of my friend. We'll talk soon. You got it. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. The college planning program that is being used by you and the team, the coaches at the Guy Wright Kappa League program. They're actually going through registration right now here in the last week of April, beginning of May, for people that might be interested for the 2021-2022 school year. The website is www.accessandequity.org. www.accessandequity.org. And you can certainly uh, read more about the program that we're using. But as you said, Doug, it's not absolutely necessary that you engage in a program like this. Uh, there are things you can do on your own to try and get your student and yourself prepared for this college experience. So I wanted to just say thank you for being with me this this evening, as it turns out, and just thank you for the work that you're doing. You're doing God's work with this program, uh, man, because I know the amount of time that you put in. I know the amount of time that our coaches put in to trying to make sure that these young men and their families have the leg up that they need to be competitive in going after the a college experience. So let me just say thank you for being here, but thank you for the work that you're doing for our young men. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. Just having the opportunity, uh, like you said, we're doing God's work. And I truly believe that you, we have an obligation to give back. It, and it's not just for me to have success with my three daughters and have my, my wife and I see we have a, you know, a process. What really matters is that we give that back to the community so others yes. can have success. And so the fact that you have a program this airing and exposing this to, to so many other people, my goal is being reached. And that is to give back and give back in a big way. So thank you for your help. Thank you so much. And you take care of my friend. We'll talk soon. You got it. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye.